Right, they go. Campbell is up from fullback over halfway. Brings Spate back on the angle run. Henry Spate stepping. Spate delivering to McDermott. And it's a beautiful try to the Queensland Reds. Yes, well, welcome to another episode of the Reds radio podcast series. Team back again. And this week we've got the Reds back rower, Angus Scott Young, in the house. Youngie, how are you, mate? Team Mitch, thanks for having me. I'm good. Very good, mate. Uh, look, Couple of weeks now in isolation, uh, mate. How are you finding it? Uh, it's been different. I don't really know how long we've uh, been broken up for. I think it's like been two weeks, maybe. Yeah. Um, days are getting a bit blurry now, but uh, it's been different. Um, haven't really done much to be honest. Just been training, relaxing, sort of staying inside, away from people. How are you staying sane or not going stir crazy, being stuck at home, mate? Um, I guess the the training is good. Like a lot of boys. Ransack the gym before we left and grabbed some equipment. Um, that's sort of keeping us sane. We still have that sort of physical outlet every day and the Reds have been giving us programs. I think aside from that, Gina has been pretty diligent. She's run a few Zoom meetings and we're doing a bit of Pilates, a bit of stretch sessions. So that's been awesome. But personally, um, I don't know, I've just been playing COD with the boys, a bit of war zone. Um, <laughs> we haven't been, our skills have gotten better. We weren't very good at the start, but now we're pretty red hot um and other than that i've just been reading a lot to be honest I've, had, I've finished a few books and it's been yeah it's been it's been a different but um i mean very different pace from what we've experienced with super mm. uh, but yeah that's pretty much it what is your uh, training regime at the moment mate what's it look like um so i'm currently off feet which is pretty good actually because i've had a bit of a niggle since the start of pre-season that i could finally deal with got the time to um, so I'm off feet sort of conditioning three times a week. And then with that gym sessions, three times a week. And in between them, like I said, a few of Gina's Pilates sessions just to strengthen the core and the glutes. But, um, yeah, it's like we're doing a bit of training, even though we're sitting at home. Um, it's not much else to do anyway. <laughs> What's it like coming from a team environment and then, you know, I guess going to being isolated? Yeah, it is a, a massive change considering we go into Ballymore every day and there'd be boys everywhere. We're playing cricket in the sheds to, you know, sitting at home um, by yourself, just twiddling your thumbs a bit. Um, but it's good. We've stayed connected um, through social media. We're messaging each other all the time, like playing, playing COD as um, mindless as it is. It's pretty fun because you get on with your mates and you just, you just talk crap with them um, for hours on end. So that's a good way to stay connected. Um, don't really know how long this isolation is going to last, but at the moment, I'm still I'm not missing anyone yet. So <laughs> we'll see in a, we'll see in a couple of weeks. I might have to pop over to Tatey's place and abuse him a bit. <laughs> how sort of important is it, sort of I guess, staying connected with the boys, be it over you know COD or WhatsApp or FaceTime or Zoom? Yeah, I think um, there's been a lot of emphasis in this time, especially with all the uncertainty about mental health. Um, I think some of the boys. You know, some deal with it better than others, but uh, it can be quite nerve-wracking. I know a lot of guys have got um, quite heavy financial commitments and have to look after their families and the uncertainty of, you know, not knowing where your next paycheck's coming um, and you're not really having that sort of set routine you're used to. It can be kind of scary. So I think it's good to talk to the guys about it because, you know, we're all going through this similar sort of situation um, to get their perspectives, I think, can kind of help you. Mm. Um yeah, it hasn't been too bad today, but uh, I guess we'll see how we go the next couple of weeks. Um, but yeah, everyone's been pretty good with it. Everyone's been saying on the group chat, if you ever need to have a chat, 
hit me up. Like all that sort of stuff's been flying around in the group chat. So the boys have responded pretty well to it, it seems like. Mate, you spoke about the mental health. We saw last week um, all sort of eligible QIU staff um, took pay cuts and hours reduced. Um, now, you're, you're, you're the Reds' Rupert director, representative, yep. is that right? Mate, um, That's the one, yep. With the players, how can you, can you give us an insight into how they're sort of... Um, how they're looking at the moment, mate, and, and what and what you've heard being in that position, mate. Yeah, so I'm sure you've seen all the uh, the articles online at the moment talking about how Rugby Australia have cut um, 75 to 80 percent of their workforce, and that obviously filters down through all the super franchises. That there's mass layoffs, um, massive cost cutting across the organisation, which is um, you know it's a tough situation for all those admin and marketing staff who pretty much sort of lost their jobs as well. But for the players' perspective. Um, we're still sort of in a bit of a standstill. Negotiations are coming along now, just starting to. But hopefully we get a, a sort of solid resolution in the next week as to what our future holds. Because like you said, the mental health side of things, there's a lot of uncertainty in boys just not really knowing what's mm. going to happen. Um, yeah, we're just hoping to get some more clarity and some good faith negotiations have started and they were pretty robust discussions. I've been on a few conference calls the past week. It's been pretty... Um, you know, it's been pretty constant negotiations back and forth. Um, but CEO Justin Harrison of Rupa is doing an awesome job. Um, and oh, man, I back him to, you know, uh, represent the interests of the boys, the players and uh, the community um, in the best regard. So I think we'll get a great outcome for the players. Just depends when that outcome, you know, comes, hopefully sometime this week mm. to give a bit of, bit of clarity to the, the playing squad. But um, yeah, that's sort of ongoing currently common on any numbers but um there's definitely negotiations happening there and they're pretty um pretty robust the reds boys have they been you know uh, bombarding you with questions and asking you what sort of doing <laughs> mate you know how, how do you sort yeah, of do a couple that? have there's a couple of culprits who've been messaging me non-stop i'll post in the group chat and i'll be like hey boys here's the update not too much going on feel free to ask me questions and the same two or three culprits are just going yummy tell me the lowdown tell me numbers i want to know everything and I was like, mate, I can't, I can't tell you and not tell her right now. But um, yeah, there's a there's a couple, couple of and roosters. How are the boys sort of feeling with it all, mate, from that side of things? Um, to be honest, they're not, they're not too, not too bad. Um, I've sort of tried to uh, to gauge them like what sort of deal they'd be happy with, because um, it's it's clear that everyone's got to take concessions in this time because there's no income coming in, so. Yeah. Um, you know, everyone's got to feel a bit of pain, like it's been said. Um, mm-hmm. I think boys were pretty nervous when they when they saw different codes like the NRL and the AFL, seeing the magnitude of their their player cuts. I think mm-hmm. I think I saw the NRL one yesterday, where it's they get two out of the next seven months full pay, and the clubs sort of decide how they distribute it if they just give them the two months straight up, or if they mm-hmm. want to, you know, drag it out over seven. So some of the boys were a little bit worried when they heard that stuff. Um, Different situation for us because we're halfway through our season and they were more at the start. Um, but yeah, there's not too much. It's nothing, there's no one really banging down any doors in the team saying, oh, I want to know now, all this stuff. Everyone's pretty pretty patient with it, which is a good spot to be in. Um, and time's on our side, I guess, because um, mm-hmm. we have enough time to sort of negotiate an appropriate deal, which we feel is fair um, in the next week, yeah. yeah. I guess this all sort of, you know, sort of happened just after our... Game against the Bulls there at Suncorp. We found out that, um, mm. you know, Super Rugby was suspended for the 
foreseeable future, mate. How did you feel when you first heard that, mate, that there was a, a hold on Super Rugby, mate? Yeah. I, well, there's no really other way to say it. It sucked, really. Like, yeah. we... Um, I kind of I knew that something was going to happen in the next couple of weeks. I didn't think it would happen so abruptly. Because mm. you look at all the, the the media releasing stories about coronavirus and how it's affecting all organisations around the world and its rate of infection, all that sort of stuff. I was like, oh look, this looks pretty bad. Mm. Um, I don't know if we'll be playing footy just because of the mass amount of people that actually come out and watch. Um, but yeah, being told pretty much it's probably our last round of Super. It's not really fun considering you've trained all. <laughs> pre-season you're what seven eight weeks into the tournament and we just just felt like we were starting to turn a bit of an edge um got most of our hard games out of the way and the travel in the first half of the season mm. um had a few more home games coming up really looking forward to it just after the buy as well would have been perfect but you know, that's how it goes sometimes who could have who could have predicted there's going to be a worldwide pandemic um i don't know yeah maybe someone did yeah you're a med student yourself mate what's What's your take on this whole uh, pandemic as a whole, mate? Well, technically not a med student yet. I got a two-year um, retainment in place. Yeah. Um, so meant to be, I was meant to start at the start of this year, but you know I wanted to focus on super um, mm. and play as well as I could. Um, and I was meant to start another, like a master's in the interim across that yeah. two-year period before I start medicine at UQ. Um, and I was looking at doing a... It's, an, it's called an MEI, a Master's of Entrepreneurship Innovation, majoring in biotech. Um, but I pulled my subjects because I was worried I wasn't going to have enough time to study. But now, in isolation, <laughs> it would have been perfect. But I don't know. You can't. In hindsight, it looks perfect. But I couldn't have known that at the time. Um, and the first couple of weeks of uni with full super would have been super stressful. So mm. that's that. I'm not studying at the moment, which is um, a different change of pace. Um, but the pandemic, I think, like when it first came out, I thought it was really interesting because it's kind of um, related quite heavily to what I've studied. So I did a, my bachelor degree is I did a bachelor of science majoring in biomed and a bachelor of economics, or sorry, commerce majoring in finance. Mm. And I thought that that's quite heavily related because obviously the um, biological side of things with the pandemic and the virus spreading out from China, but also the business side of things, how it's going to affect the global economy. So I thought it was pretty cool. Um, mm. Done a lot of reading up on it. Um, and obviously being involved with Rupa sort of highlights how that sort of biological phenomenon can affect um, businesses uh, yeah. and the economy. So yeah, I found it really interesting. It's just um, now that it's been two and a half weeks, I'm not as interested <laughs> anymore because I've read a bit too much up on it. Is it something maybe later on down the track when you when you do take up your studies again, mate, that I guess it will be incorporated into your uh, into your studies, mate, I guess? Yeah, I'm sure. Well, my girlfriend's doing a, a master's of public health at the moment. Yeah. Um, which is very pertinent because it's all the policies they're putting in around Australia now are pretty much from public health professionals. So mm. I know a lot of her course content is pretty much looking at the coronavirus at the moment mm. um, and how the social side of things and the biological side of things are affecting the public health policy. And she's mm. enjoying it. And I'm like looking over her shoulder when she's studying, re- yeah. reading this stuff. And it's pretty interesting stuff. Um, yeah, I think it's really interesting at the moment. Like, uh, started watching all these movies about pandemics. You've watched Contagion, right? It's a good yeah. movie. Yeah, great movie. That, that one's, yeah, mate, that's awesome. Um, it's pretty relevant to what we're going through now. <laughs> yeah. um, gives a bit of perspective. Kind of shows that if 
you know, coronavirus of COVID-19 was really had a high mortality rate, um, how unprepared we'd be as a society to sort of deal with that threat. Yeah. Um, yeah, but still obviously a scary situation at the moment, but mm, mm. pretty pretty interesting for someone like me who's sort of geared towards that. Mentioned, you know, your reading before. No one to two of the boys give you a bit, a bit of stick. You're always there reading a book, mate, be it uh, on the massage table or uh, in the... In the in the team room at uh, at dinner, mate. Do you do you embrace that nerd tag, mate? Um, well, I am the team nerd, clearly. Um, <laughs> so I've, I've been forced to, you know, accept it. It's just who I am in the eyes of guys like Tate, who um, hasn't read a book, I don't think, in his life. And Lucan, mate. Lucan was the biggest culprit to pay me out whenever I was reading, but yeah. all of a sudden. In isolation, he's done a 360, and he's he's um he started reading all of a sudden. What's he bought he books to Ballymore, and he started reading. Um, what is he reading? I know he bought uh, he bought Kobe's book. Um, he's got another book, but he's very much into his conspiracy theories, and he now he's always asking me about all this stuff he's read. Um, <laughs> he asked me to run me through what's happening here, what's going through there. So I don't know. He seems yeah, to right. enjoy it now. He seems he's- to have a bit of a, a bit of a nerd himself now. I was about to say, uh, is there anyone else, I guess, who is a nerd in waiting, mate, or anyone, you you know, sort of outside of Lucan, mate, in the squad that likes to have a bit a of a nerd. Um, I don't know about reading explicitly. It seems to be just me who reads, and Lucan a little bit, he dabbles now. Um, but I guess a geek, which is like a little bit different to a nerd, Zachy Lucas yeah. plays video games. He is actually extremely talented at playing video games. It's ridiculous. <laughs> like... He's one of those guys who just picks up something and he's automatically good at it. So he's he's been playing COD. He's he pretty much carries us every game. Yeah. Um, and on the other spectrum of that, there's Moses, who's like the worst COD player I've ever <laughs> experienced in my life. It's actually embarrassing. <laughs> but but he's on he's on he's online like 23 hours a day. Like Dead Set is always online, always asking to play, but he's the worst. So those are the the geeks the geeks of the group, I guess. What are you reading at the moment, mate? Um, I just finished a book, a bit of a throwback, mm. Jurassic Park by Michael Crichton. Yeah. I only, um, yeah, I only got into that one because that was in, I read that when I was a kid. Yeah. In my book, I don't know if you can see a little library behind me, but um, I bought one of his books recently called Prey. Mm. Um, and I read that one last week and I was like, oh, Michael Crichton's a good writer. He has good prose. So I went and looked at his, um, what else I had of him? I just had Jurassic Park, which is a massive throwback, and I used to love dinosaurs as a kid. So I read that, and I was like, "Yeah, it's a good one." And I'm looking at trying to buy another one online now. I think there's another another bookstore near me. But um, how's the movie? Is pretty cool. Oh, it's pretty. I mean, it's more graphic, which is interesting. Yeah. Um, you've seen Jurassic Park, right? Mate, I'm a Jurassic Park nerd myself, mate. I loved it. I had all the figurines yeah. as a kid, mate. I'm huge even just the music gives me goosebumps mate don't get me started yeah yeah it's iconic stuff but um yeah it's a lot more graphic um storyline's a bit wayward sometimes it's kind of like he just describes heaps of dinosaurs and different scenarios with that but um i thought it was really cool a lot of science in there Mm. is pretty accurate i like books that have a sort of science fiction element but it's based the roots are based in fact um Yeah. Like that book, Prey, that I read last week. Um, it's like nanotechnology. Um, so it's like an institute and they manufacture 
nanorobots pretty much and they almost they get out pretty much and they sort of become conscious and um self-aware yeah right. it's what a story of how to how to, how to sort of contain like a robotic virus almost so it's kind of pertinent to COVID a bit but um it's a, it's a good novel as well mate what's your uh what's your isolation reading recommendations mate give us some <laughs> <laughs> let me have a look hold up i got a few i got a few behind me um well you would have seen me read this book in africa yeah. Uh, it's called Targeted. Oh, that's Targeted okay. is pretty interesting. Yeah, it's about the 2016 elections in America with um, Donald Trump and how they use big data to kind of sway public opinion. Mm. It's pretty it's like tied into that, to that fake news saga. I'm sure you've heard about the Russians doing that, but it's tied into that. It's pretty interesting in the modern day of data. Um, got the Jurassic Park, all that stuff. But my favourite sort of author mm. that I'd recommend is Dan Brown. Like he's a, he's like yeah he's the goat yeah. with um sort of science fiction art history all that sort of stuff yeah so i would recommend that <laughs> if you can get a dan brown like angels angels and demons da vinci code origin yeah. Yeah. inferno all those books and there's a bit of another there's another one that's pretty cool it's called children of time um yeah right. by adrian tchaikovsky if you can if you know how to spell that yeah that's a good one it's um like it's pretty much up my alley it's like science it's kind of like Interstellar, if you've seen the movie. Yeah, yeah. A little bit like Interstellar, except, yeah. yeah. I don't want to get into it because I sound like a massive nerd if I actually start explaining <laughs> half the plot. But it's pretty much just like Interstellar, yeah. trying, to find a, trying to find a new planet, colony planets, all that sort of stuff. Yeah, nice. Well, so mate, so we, we have enough free time, read, read that stuff. Indeed, mate. Well, look, we'll, uh, mate, we will finish. I, uh, mate, I had this with uh, Nella and Mark, mate, a bit of a Queensland quickfire 10. So this is with your Queensland teammates. Um, okay, first one, sure. The most annoying player. Tate. <laughs> Not even a question. <laughs> <laughs> Straight in. Straight uh, I didn't even hesitate. No, no. Uh, most skillful player. Mm, skillful. Rabs is pretty skillful. I will give him that. Yeah. What yeah, about Rabs. Most... Got them skills. Silky skills. Yeah, nice. Mate, what about the most... Or milky, maybe. Zaki, yeah. Yeah, Zachy's up there as well. He's always like, he's so evasive. It's ridiculous sometimes. Yeah, true. Um, yeah. On the flip side, the most uncoordinated. Blythe. <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, the big man. The big man with the soft hands. <laughs> uh, the most underrated player. Most underrated. Who's a hard worker who just flies under the radar? Like, Hammer's, Hammer's a bit like that this year, yeah. I reckon. He just does all the hard work. He's been playing bloody well. Like, yeah. He's um, sort of found his position at number 12 in the team because he can mm. distribute and he just runs hard lines and his defence is awesome. Yeah, true. But yeah, I reckon Hammer's been, like, from my perspective, I reckon he's been doing a really good job. Um, hasn't got much of the glory, but I think he's sort of... He's a bit of a glue player in the back line, sort of holds yeah. everyone together. Yeah, yeah, I reckon. Yeah. Um, hardest hitter. Hardest hitter. Mm. Go Hunter. Hunter hits pretty hard. He's a bit of a brick wall, isn't he? Bash brother. Yeah. Even in training, he'd whack you. <laughs> yeah. Um, hardest runner. Hardest runner. So that's to be that's to be current teammate, right? Yeah. Um, I mean, it's always pretty scary when Nella gets a thirty meter run up and runs at you. Yeah, true. Just because he's he's just like a boulder coming towards you. <laughs> um. Yeah, and Hunter's a pretty hard runner as well. I like get hard hitter, hard, hard runner. That's his yeah. sort of, that's his game. Little Manonu over there. 
Yeah. <laughs> Mate, who's the, mm. who's the hardest opposition player that you've come up against? Um, there's been plenty of good ones. Um, in what position or just anywhere, I guess? Oh, mate, in your position, yeah. Who's the... Um, I guess, you know, I didn't have too much to do. But I played against Jerome Cano once in his last game at, um, in Auckland. That was like uh, last year, year before, I think. Yeah. Hey, off the bench, but it was pretty cool just like playing with him. I think yeah. I might have tackled him once and I was like, I felt blessed to sort of like even touch him, you know? Um <laughs> Uh, playing against Pablo Matera, he's a good player. He was yeah. that was my first start in 2018 against him in Argentina, and he was right. just like, just a fit man, just mm. strong, tough. Mm. Yeah, yeah, he was good to play against. Those sort of guys, there's yeah. plenty of good players you come up against, but those are the sort of ones that I can think of at the moment. Mm. Um, yeah, mate, who thinks they're the funniest in the Queensland team? <laughs> Immediately, Tate pops into my head because he think he thinks he's hilarious. But I'm sure. Did you see? You saw that video that Reds released? Um, that game where you have the headphones on, yeah. music's playing around, you have to guess the word. <laughs> that was hilarious. Game. When he gets so grumpy because he didn't understand the game. That's 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 at him 95 percent of the time. To everyone, <laughs> everyone listening, he is the grumpiest little man in the world. It's so funny though watching it on that video. <laughs> uh, it's just play out Tate I love it um, yeah mate alright what about the best teammate the best teammate um, Hocko's pretty good because he's like he's very chilled very relaxed um, and just mucks around a bit um, yeah Hawk. My, my group that I hang out with pretty much they're all good boys like, I usually hang out with Rongers um, Hawk, Lithey Tatey, all the lads, Jock, yeah. Zachy, Jordy, they're all chill as, you know. We get on pretty well. Yeah. Uh, nice. Not too much fighting unless I get angry and it sort of <laughs> kicks off between me and Tate. But yeah. No, we've got we got a pretty good pretty good group down in the Reds. There's no real there's no egos or anything. So I can get on with everyone pretty much. Yeah, nice mate. And last yeah. but not least, mate, your favourite all time player. Um from anywhere. Yeah. Um, I do like Dwayne the Mueller. Mm. Um, plays in his sort of mold. I sort of gravitate towards because he's just he's good at everything. Yeah. He's a massive beast of a human, and he looks just so intimidating. Yeah, he's a specimen. Mate, I wouldn't. I couldn't imagine. Yeah, he is a specimen. He's a big man. Mm. Yeah, mm. I probably say Dwayne, Jerome Kano, all those big back rowers, six eights. I look up to. Yeah. Um, man, there's plenty of good players around the world, or even in the Premiership. There's a lot of good players up there. So, yeah. Youngie, well, good. Young, thank you, mate. Thank you. Hopefully, I didn't geek out too much when I started talking about the books. But <laughs> no, all all good, mate. All good. We'll uh, we will leave you to isolation, mate. And uh, thanks once again, mate, for being on the Reds Radio Podcast. All good. Thanks, mate.